Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast today. Today is Thursday. Oh my God, I can't believe today is Thursday. It is Friday Eve. Oh God, and today is March the 12th. I cannot believe it. Like, my spring work is almost over. I'm not ready to go back to work Monday, but tomorrow, I can't believe it. Today is March the 12th, and it's state. Waiting, trusted, and hoping. Waiting and hoping are exactly connected like golden strands into interwoven to form a strong chain. Trusting is the center strand because it is response from my children, response from my children that I desire the most. Waiting and hoping and blemish the center strand and the strength, the chain that connect you to me. Waiting for me to work with you, with your eyes on me, is evidence that you really do trust me. If your mouth, if you mouth the words, I trust you, will actually try to make these go your way. Your words is a ring hollow. Hoping is future direct, connecting you to your inheritance in heaven. However, the benefits of hope fall fully on you in the present. Because you are mine, you do not just pass time in your waiting. You can't wait. You can wait expectantly and hoping and hope for trust. Keep your antennas out to pick up even the faintest glimmer of my presence. Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. John chapter 14, verse 1. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Psalm 27. Chapter 27, verse 14. God did this, but God did this so that you, God did this so, God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it's impossible for God to lie. He who flee to take hold of hope offend us may be greatly encouraged. We, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner situation behind the curse. Where Jesus, who went before us, is entered on our behalf. He became a high priest forever in order, in the order of Messiah. Of Sorry, missed that word up so bad. Hebrews chapter 16, verse 18 through 20. So today it is saying, waiting and trusting. Waiting and trusting God. How many of y'all have a problem with waiting and trusting? I do, I do. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I have a problem with that. I mean, like, I gotta wait. I know it takes time and patience and just trust that God knows what He's doing. But sometimes, like, God, you need to come on, come on with it, Jesus. I, I trust you, but you're not moving fast enough for me. And yes, I do say that. I told, I tell Jesus that, Jesus, you're not moving fast enough for me. So I'm not gonna sit here and lie. And say I don't. So I do. And it say, do not let your heart be told me like, yes, you might be worried about how you're going to pay this bill, how you're going to pay this, this certain stuff, how you're going to pay for your kids to go to camp. It is different stuff you might be worried about. You might not be worried about business. You might be worried about your health. You might be worried about your family. You might be worried about your husband, your kids, whatever. But God said, do not let your heart be troubled. Be like, don't let that get into your heart. Then you start stressing and worrying. You know, just start all kinds of stuff. You mess up your whole body system, your whole functional, it just mess up everything. So God don't want us to be troubled. It's a trust in God, also trust in me. So we got to trust God 
fully cold-hearted. Last Sunday, I went to church just talking about how to trust God. Like, trust God in everything. Yes, it's hard because sometimes we want to go and do it our way. Like, forget it. I'm going to take it from Jesus because Jesus taking too long. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it my way because Jesus moved too slow. I get that because I have done that too. I'm not going to say he'll lie because I have done it. But I'm learning each day to like just trust him. Trust him is so important to God because it's like if we can trust everything else, why is it so hard for us to trust God? God, we can't even see God. We can't, you know, we can't see him like, okay, I trust when I get home, my light's going to come on. You know, we have that much trust. I trust when I get in my car, my car going to crank up. But when it comes to God, we kind of shake it and unwavering with our trust with God. Because, but God just say, just trust me. And I know it's hard. It's hard because your humans are hard. It's hard. Some people, it's not hard. But some of us, it's kind of challenge that we trust. It said, wait on the Lord. Be strong and take heart. Wait on the Lord. I mean, when, um, like, you know how people like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do it. And then you do it, but then it don't go like you want it to go. Like, say, for instance, um, when I started college in 2010, when I stayed in Long Beach, I wanted to go to college, finish, get my degree, and all that stuff. I did not get my degree until April of 2019. Like, even though I went to school in 2010, maybe God said, well, it's not time for you. Wait on me. Maybe it's just not the right moment. I even tried to go to him when I came out here. He's, I tried to go to school then, but I couldn't go to school because my son got real, real sick. So I had to just say, forget it. I'm just going to put it on hold. I'm just going to not even worry about it right now. But then when I felt the time, it was time that I was like, okay, I think it's time. And the time was when I was staying in a hotel. Then in the hotel, that's when I decided to go back to school. Trust me, I had a little hiccup, so I'm about to give up. I'm tired of this. I'm not going to graduate. It was just so much. But I graduated of April uh, April of 2019. Not going to lie, it was hard. It was so, because we had lost everything in Harvey. I didn't know if I was going to finish or whatever. I fell a couple classes, you know, because just because of that. But... I, uh, I I was able to get my associate's degree. So now I was trying to go back to school to get my bachelor degree. That didn't pan out right. I don't know. That. Maybe it's not time, so I'm just going to wait on God. Like, okay, okay, God, I know what I really want to do. I'm just going to wait on you to orchestrate everything for me. Me like, okay, Lord, I'm going to give it to you. And just be strong. It's going to work out. Like right now, I'm trying to start my own business. It is like pressuring me because now I have to spend money even though I don't have the money. I just got to spend the money. But I know I'm going to get that money back. Hopefully I'm praying. But I just have to wait. I mean, I don't want to do this for the longest. But every time I want to do it, I'm like, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I kept pushing up. But now I have this fire desire. I got to get it going. Like I was trying to do. Like I'm doing my podcast. I do this. Because I, I want to be the voice to have other single mom and children to do that. And it took me a while. It's not where I want to be. But I have to say, wait on the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait on the Lord. So what I'm doing, I'm waiting on the Lord for it to just take off, for it to be a world. I don't care. Like, even if it becomes so big, so big, it's just my objective is to be the voice to help single mom with kids. To let them know they're not alone. Because I always thought I was alone in this situation. 
but because I'm not, but I know it's somebody out there that's worse. And if I can help, if I can tell them my testimony or my story and it touches somebody, I don't care if I just touch one person. I did something, and that's accomplished for me, meaning like I did that. Uh, today I'm going to do something different. I did my devotion, and then I'm after uh, I'm going to I'm going to pray. But this time I'm switch it up. Since today is Thursday, I'm going to say it is Testimony Thursday. I'm going to give y'all a testimony. Okay. Um, this is when I was staying in Longview. My oldest son, he started having these headaches and stuff like that. He was having bad headaches. So I took him to the hospital, you know, because I didn't know because he's like, his eyes hurt like he had this big old headache. So I took him to the hospital and, um, and they, um, they did a lumbar puncture on him. But it was a new doctor. I mean, you know, I'll be patient with the doctor. They was like, I'm sorry about the way, you know, I'm very patient. But when it comes to my kids' health, I'll, you know, I'm patient. Some people be flipping out. But sometimes I do flip out, but it depends on the situation. But, um, I was like, okay. So I went there. They did a lumbar puncture. He's like, well, let him lay here. So that was a Friday. So that was Friday. Saturday, my daughter had to go to cheer camp. You know, she wanted to do the cheer camp. Well, it was a view at camp. I think that's what it was. So we went, but he was still walking with a hunch in his back, and he couldn't sit up straight. And every time I tried to push him up, he would hurt. So I was like, okay, I got to figure out what's going on. So I took him back to the emergency room where he had got the procedure done. Okay. Got the procedure done, or whatever, and what may, and you know, got the procedure done. Well, he got the procedure done, and then they said um, they tried to call CPS on me, like I'd have done something. So by that time, I had got heated, so I called somebody from my church to come up there because I had got heat off. Whatever, I got mad. So one of the ladies from the church came up there. They're like, this is okay. It's gonna be all right. At this time, JJ was still like a little baby. He had to be like maybe. I don't think he was even one yet. I'm thinking maybe he was one I can't remember I don't know and Trixie was maybe like oh maybe like Bopi I don't know I can't remember but I remember they was not even no Trixie was older older than JJ but they was still like a little baby whatever so okay so they went there they tried to call CPS on me it did so they did by this time somehow their how can I remember this their hmm Ooh, I'm gonna be nice there, Dad. Their dad somehow found out he came up there. Okay, so they did this. Um, they did. They gave him some medicine, try to get him to just relax. But his eyes kept rolling back of his head and all this stuff. So they did an MRI to see and come to find out. When they, the guy who did the lumbar puncture puncture ruptured one of his bands around his spinal cord to where he was not able to um, stand up. Okay, so his his so called dad it was like, "What you did? You must have did something to it." So in my mind, I'm like, "I'm sick of this. I'm tired of you. You don't have me with these kids. You don't have me do nothing." So I was, if it was not for my kids, I'm telling you right now, it was not for my kids or for Jesus in my life, I would have grabbed that cop gun and shot their dad right there in the hospital because I was mad. I was sick of it because he kept on in my face like you ain't you ain't doing nothing. So so it got so bad they had to lifelight him to um to um Dallas. To Dallas. To, you know, to the hospital in Dallas. So they did that. 
So I had to get on the helicopter. I was so scared. Then I had to find somewhere to, where my other two kids go. What's making so good? My house, you know, I always keep everything so organized, so neat. So when I need to go to get something, I knew where it was. I was packing that clothes when I left. Then with uh, one of my friends I used to work with, I gave her some money. Because what made it so this is all God's time. This is all God. Because by doing this time, I had just got my um, my income tax money. And I had money stashed away, just like stashed away. And I said, hey, this is for... I don't know how long I'm going to be because my goal was not to leave my kids forever. You know, my other two kids here because I was, and then it was like, and then it was like, how are you going to get back? So that's so called daddy. Had to drive my vehicle. I was whoo, livid. I was hot because I didn't want him. So I drove my car. He tried to drive the van. He had to drive my car to daddy to come get us just in case, you know, whatever. Because I know he had to day in my car. So we got to Dallas. As soon as we got to Dallas, he stop breathing he just flatlined it i was freaking out so they got him got him back pumping and everything and all this stuff they thought he would never be able to walk again they thought his spine they just thought maybe he might have, to have back surgery all this stuff so people at my church was praying or whatever for us and stuff like that so but we stayed over there for a day i think it was two days or whatever and then they so-called dad came and he was still nagging talking about um you know different stuff. why you got this you know this going through my stuff in my car that's something i hate don't go through my stuff in my car so he did that oh i was hot so we went to the doctor like what the doctor said I play, you know i play dumb i don't know you should have been here you know that's yeah, this me <laughs> so i said well you should have been here you know you took it took you a whole day to get here whatever so uh we got there and then they discharged and they told him to come back we had to go back in uh two weeks we had to go back in two weeks so they gave him some medicine he was i mean he was walking around they was watching him and something happened you know whatever he said i had to come back here so i was like okay so i got in my car i was mad because he went through my car picture notice this my license had got suspended i was not supposed to drive i mean they had i was not supposed to be behind the wheel or nothing nothing so i got in my car and i from dallas to back to longview i think i did it with an hour I would say within an hour, maybe that, because I was mad, I was, I was so mad, because he's going through my, you got, I got back, to, I said, what do you want me to take you, I dropped him off, got my kids, I went home, that's exactly what I did, I was like, I cannot stand this, I was so mad, I was just so mad, like, how can somebody go through my stuff, or go through my stuff in my car, yeah, I was just mad, so I got home, got my kids together, and I was, I, I told their dad, look, I'm going back to the cell, if you want to go, you can go, you know, but you got to have your own vehicle, you can go, this is what they so he, he made every excuse I didn't you know what so then I went back to Dallas went back to Dallas he didn't have to have surgery he was able to walk out of there like he's walking now he was able to walk out thank you God there was no broken bones no nothing his bed was back intact whatever it was like it's like it was stitched back into place he didn't have to have surgery he had to have with no back breaks he had to do none of that that man said he's good to go he's healthy he's healed all that type of stuff so we went back and he was like, what the, you know, came back. He was like, what the, um, what the doctor? I was like, I don't know. We should have came. So the moral of this story is, I'm telling y'all this because I thought I was going to lose my son. Because a simple mistake that the doctor did, that he did, you know, he messed up his back. He did all that. And then they tried to call CPS on me like I had done something. But the whole, what I'm trying to tell you, the, throughout the whole ordeal, God was with me every step of the way. Being like, 
yes, I could have flipped out and shot their dad with the gun, but I did. I could have just, you know, I, when we was come back to Dallas, maybe back to Long Beach from Dallas, I passed like three state troops. I was flying, but I didn't. It was like I didn't even care, cause I was, just, you know, I was just so upset because he went through my stuff in my car, and I'll do that. Don't do that, you know. And then I was like, thank you, God, David. I did, for the whole time, I didn't even have a license or nothing, but I did pay my license. I got my license reinstated, all that type of stuff. But I'm just trying to tell you that that was my testimony for today. Thursday testimony. Because even though I wasn't supposed to be driving, even though my son was not supposed to be walking, he's, he's like 16 right now. He was not supposed to be walking. I think it happened when he was like six or seven, maybe 10. I'm trying to picture he was somewhere up in there, 10. Maybe he was, he was, until he still is that he had no back problem. He had nothing. His bed is right back where it's supposed to be. The bed was, was off of the, something had, the band was broke. But when we went back, the band was back together. That was around his spine. So I just wanted to tell y'all that God is still amazing. He's still good. He just said, just trust me. I had to trust God with my son because, honey, I was about to, I was bad. I was, I was just so bad. But I had to trust him. And don't get me wrong. Yes, I had family. I had all that. Nobody was there for me and my kid. It was just me and Jesus. And to this day, that's how I did. Me and Jesus. Me and Jesus and my kids. That's it. Yes, I have a quickness. But it's nothing like having family there with this. Like, this natural bone family. So that is my testimony today. So today I'm just going to pray. Father God, I thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for your mercy and grace this new. Thank you, Father Lord, for all you have done for us. Thank you, Father Lord, that you teach us each and every day to trust you and to wait on you. Because you know what's perfect for us. You you know the plans that you have for us. So, Father, I thank you for that. Thank you, Father Lord, for care for hands and protection around our kids. When they go off from us, it go off from us and they follow our thank you that we are teaching our kids right when they leave us leave our house and go off to college go with their friend that follow they do not forget that they represent us that when they walk out this house that they represent us they don't go out there and do anything with causing a hurt harm or shame to us and follow i pray for favor they have faith with their peers they teach you whoever they may come in contact with follow i pray they have faith follow i pray that your here's a protection around us that we the will of the secret place of the most high follow i pray that that no one have this coronavirus this sickness that this coronavirus will pass it will have to leave this earth and go back to where it's supposed to go I thank you, Father Lord, even though I know the news is making everybody panicking and buying all this tissue and, you know, all this type of stuff. But, Father Lord, I pray that you tell, that we trust you enough to know that you will keep us safe. You are not causing hurt or harm a day to come towards us. And, Father Lord, I pray for anyone that's dealing with depression, anxiety, stress, and worry. That, Father Lord, you just touch their mind. Thank you, Father Lord, that you give them peace in their mind. Peace. Like no other peace that passes all understanding. Not this world peace, because this world peace is only temporary. But I thank you, Father Lord, that your peace is everlasting. So, Father Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you, Father Lord, that you just watch over us and you protect us. Protect this fallen world. Just be with us, Father Lord, that, that we know who you are, that we begin to trust you more and more, that we don't put our trust in things, possession, money, people, that we put our holy trust in you. 
So, Father, I thank you for all you have done. And thank you for this devotion on this morning. And, Father, whoever listens to this podcast will be tremendously blessed. That They will be tremendously blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. So, ladies, I hope y'all have an awesome Tuesday today. I mean, not Tuesday, awesome Thursday that it is. Friday Eve, and I just pray y'all have a blessed day. Until next time, y'all have a good one.